Hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast, the second in our series with Sage CTO Aaron Harris. My name is Chris Stock and I'm the Managing Director of Percipient. We are the current Sage Intact UK Partner of the Year. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our first episode yet, Aaron gave us a real insight into the formation of Intact, how they grew the SaaS business and the Sage acquisition. In today's episode, I'll be talking to Aaron about his current role and focus as Sage CTO, how Intact has progressed under Sage's ownership, his real technology passions and the future of cloud technology. Okay, so if we focus on then um, around sort of Sage, your current role, and then perhaps the future that, that you see for, for cloud technology. So obviously you're now the global um, CTO at Sage, obviously playing a key role that we, we've touched on around the number of the different products from a, from a technology perspective. Can you give us a bit more of a detailed insight into what that role looks like day to day? Sure. Yep. There's, I, I can sort of roughly break it down into to four pieces, uh, but I'll spend the, the the I'll spend more time on the pieces that are probably interesting. So my my job very very clearly is to establish a technology strategy that aligns and supports with our company purpose and ambition. Right. So, you know, we've been pretty clear with the world with our with our new strategic framework that our purpose is to knock down barriers so everyone can thrive. And our ambition is to be the trusted network for small and medium businesses, um, creating a connected experience of human and digital interactions. Right. My job is to define a technology strategy to enable that purpose and that ambition. In order to be effective, I have to be really plugged in to what's happening, not only with technology, uh, but also with you know, the, the, the business world at large. I've got to be plugged in to our customers and what their needs are. And you know, through all kinds of different mechanisms, of, of whether it's research, whether it's just listening, we you know we develop a a roadmap for the future for for sage and for its products along with that and this is kind of the the, the second piece of of what i do uh, i am responsible for the teams in sage that are building the technology components that will enable that future yeah. Uh, so, for example, uh, we've got a group called Sage AI Labs, or SAIL for short, um, where we are developing the AI ML infrastructure. We're developing AI services, right? And and it's it's a little bit of a misnomer to call it a labs because you know it's beyond research, right? We've we've built lots of great stuff that's in our products, like anomaly detection, you know, AI powered anomaly detection, and Sage Intact. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm responsible for the parts of our, our our technology organization that are building the future, so to speak. Um, and then you know beyond that, I've I also am on the senior leadership team reporting to to Steve. So I have a role to play as part of Steve's team. Um, you know, influencing um, you know helping the the team to make important decisions and to make, you know, to, to align together on, 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 on strategy. Uh, and, uh, and I guess there's, there's a, there's another element here, which is I spend a lot of time in the venture capital world, um, 
developing relationships with uh, founders and 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 startups and really being involved in what's happening um, as you know new companies in you know the big space we're in are getting funded and developing new things and and a big part of that leads to me really understanding where the industry and where technology is going but it also leads us to to make investments and to to acquire um, companies that that we think could play a role in helping us to accelerate our vision okay oh there's one more sorry no it's okay (laughs) (laughs) which is actually pretty relevant um, it's my job to be the evangelist for, yep. for, for Sage Technology. Uh, what I found when I joined the leadership team was that Sage did not get the credit it deserved for its ability to innovate, for its technical competency. And I've, I've been on a bit of a mission to change that perception. You know, and, and we're actually making a lot of progress with that. Uh, uh, and so, you know, what what surprises people sometimes is just how willing I am to talk openly about what we are doing, and you know, why are you doing that? You you're giving away, you know, your strategy to your competitors. Well, we can talk about that because strategy only gets you so far. What I'm trying to do is 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 really help the world to understand that Sage is an innovative company that has massive resources, capability, uh, capacity, skills, talent, brains to, to, to really build an exciting future and that we've already built a lot of it. Yeah. And I think that's something we've seen from the outside looking in as well over the last, perhaps over the last year, really, that folk, that drill down and, and focus and structuring the business to allow Sage to, to do that and, and continue to grow, obviously, as a, as a leading cloud company. Okay, so it's nearly five years now, I believe, since that acquisition took place. Can you give us an insight into how the Intact community found the change and, and how thing, uh, things have progressed under under Sage's ownership? Because I guess initially there will have been some concern from what was a tight-knit group that we've talked about. How, how did that evolve over the time? Yeah, so I, mean, I guess you, know, you and, and the listeners here know that despite this being a large industry it's it's a fairly close-knit industry in the sense that there are many individuals that have worked for more than one player in the space and at intact we actually had quite a few employees who had spent a lot of time with sage okay um in in previous you know previously in their career um, and we had partners um, who had been Sage partners, but had decided to to commit to Intact because Sage didn't have a cloud product. So, and, and as I mentioned, in previous encounters with Sage leadership, it was it was not, you know, I didn't see the culture, the attitude, the behaviors, right? That that yeah. would 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 give me any incentive to to become part of sage and now i knew that that had changed right i knew from my conversations with the leadership team that this was a you know there was a new spirit about sage so initially we really had some work to do to overcome some fear and anxiety and uncertainty about what it would mean to become part of sage 
what Sage did that was really, really critical was they left intact entirely alone other than to provide support in terms of investment support in terms of access to technology and to um, you know talent within sage that could help intact to accelerate its plans uh, but but it, it, you know intact employees learned pretty quickly, I guess, that Sage was serious about not disrupting the intact business. Um, and, and we were, you know, we were true to that for a couple of years. Starting about a year and a half ago, uh, we started to, to, to really start integrate uh, intact into the rest of the Sage business. And I'm not going to lie and tell your audience that it's completely smooth sailing because these never are. Right. Nope. It's it's never free of of complexity and challenge when you integrate teams. Uh, and the, you know, there's there's a number of things that that naturally cause some some conflict. But what what the sort of the prevailing uh, the prevailing experience has been when people create you know trusted relationships you know when 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 intactors start to develop relationships with the sagers or sageonians i don't know what we call them right that paves the way for you know really good collaborative um work together so you know we we really are getting some great stuff done we're 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 integrating all of our commercial systems and our internal systems We've got all of our go-to-market capabilities now integrated, so that there's a much larger channel to take Intact to market. Yep. Uh, and you know, it's it's sort of recommitted a lot of the Intact people uh, now that they see the big opportunity with Sage. You know, not only have they they sort of gone along with the ride, but now they're getting excited about the the bigger opportunity that that being really integrated with Sage provides them. I mean, there's more career opportunity. You know, if somebody's got the opportunity to move from the U.S. to the U.K. to 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 have a an influential role um, taking Intact to market there, right? That wasn't possible without Sage. Um, we've got access to a big AI team that that I run. Um, that wasn't possible. I mean, it takes a lot to fund a team like that, right? So, as as we kind of get through the challenges of integration the you know the old intact crew is really starting to embrace the bigger opportunity with sage now yeah i think that was i spoke to some of the sort of us intact partners um sort of the high growth ones as when we were sort of on our onboarding journey and that was one of the kind of messages that came across in those conversations was the opportunity in the backing of sage to grow and develop what was a product that they love i think that was really that came across very strongly Okay, so it's come across in, in, in the conversations I've had with you in the past and, and, and chatting here, you're obviously clearly very passionate about technology, something that drives you. Is there anything, any technology impact that particularly drives you? Yeah, uh, um, and, and if, if any of the audience has, has heard any of my you know, recent um, presentations, what hopefully is coming out loud and clear is I believe that we have the opportunity with technology to 
to really create more trust in the world. And, and it's especially important right now because trust is, is eroding. It's, it's really under threat, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, the, especially I'm not sure, I don't think it's as true in the UK, but in the US, the country is very, very divided right now. And a lot of that division is, 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 is being sown through misinformation. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a longer conversation. And with, with technology, with, with all of the advances, you know, we've essentially reached a point right now where I instruct the architects of our products to start with from a position that technology is free, uh, which is a big, it's a big uh, difference, right? Historically, you had to architect products around the constraints of cost and availability of technology. And I want our teams to start from a very different place. The, that allows us to be very innovative. It allows us to, to, to really challenge you know, the way we create products. But that abundance of technology and the power we have now to be disruptive comes with responsibility, right? So AI is a really good example, getting back to this trust um, story. AI has the opportunity, has the, it, you know, applied incorrectly, applied without proper ethics, AI can magnify human bias, right? It can, it can exacerbate the problems that we face in society as, as we only accelerate the kind of flawed human decision-making um, through technology. Conversely, if, if we really tackle AI in the right way with you know, diverse teams, with a, you know, a, a really solid foundation of ethics, we can deploy AI in ways that is, is really beneficial for the world. So we've, this, this idea that, that technology can be used to create trust is both an opportunity, but also a reaction to to my belief that we have a much greater responsibility in this era to do good with technology. Now, there's there are very real opportunities with technology to improve trust, right? To create more fairness in our markets. Um, an obvious one that I think a lot of people understand is the opportunity with with blockchain ledgers, uh, with distributed ledgers, right? Where where we can with technology create you know, audit perfect ledgers of, of uh, transactions between parties. Um, we can, as we digitize workflows and we eliminate human decision-making from workflows, we can create more fairness. Um, so one of the things we did recently, which I'm really, really proud of, is you know through the digital network, which we haven't really talked about, but it's it's kind of the the new technology foundation for for where we're taking Sage. Through the digital network, we've enabled uh, employees in the UK who get paid um, by through a Sage product. Uh, we're now writing that payroll information to a blockchain ledger um, that's shared between the employer and the employee, and as employees uh, need to get credit, whether you know it's a mortgage, a loan, whatever, with their lender, 
these employees can authorize the lender to directly digitally access their pay history, um, which gives the lender, you know, much greater confidence uh, in the veracity of that pay history and their ability to, to, to trust that information, which obviously it's going to lead to to quicker lending decisions. But but again, it takes a lot of the human bias out of the process when there is no question about whether or not I trust this data about pay history, right? It's just trusted. Yeah. But suddenly, you know, any of these biases that that disadvantage, you know, a lot of groups is is taken away. So when we say our purpose is to knock down barriers where everyone can thrive, you know, we mean it, you know, and, and a big part of that is just creating more trust in data, more trust in, in our markets, more trust in the way uh, businesses interact within their ecosystems, whether it's with their employers, their suppliers, their employees, the way we achieve this greater purpose fundamentally is enabled by creating more trust. Um, and and I, I really am a believer that we can do this. But not only that, we sort of have an obligation and there's there's a real risk to technology going the other direction uh, to sowing distrust yeah. uh, if we're not careful. No, it's certainly a very compelling message. And I guess, yeah, one that needs strong advocates like yourself as well and, and Sage, I guess, as well as, as to be part of that. Okay, so perhaps one one final question, one looking back, perhaps then one looking forward. Obviously, Sage are clearly now one of the leading vendors from a, from a cloud technology perspective. Yourself and, and Intact have, have played a key part in that. What perhaps maybe from the start back to ninety nine, what what sort of area or element of, of of cloud technology in terms of perhaps advancements? What, what what's impressed you the most? Maybe you touched on a couple of the points in in the last answer there, but I'd be keen to understand. Probably those, you know, one or two areas that have really impressed you over the years. So, yeah, I, I, I'll call out two, I think, um, with looking back. Uh, and I'm going to get probably a little technical here. So, so I thought you were going to say emotional, and that's okay. Technical's okay. <laughs> I'm going get emotional. I'm, I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always emotional, but, but I am going to get a little technical. With, with software as a service, in, in order to, to really deliver a product um, you know that is delivered as a service over the web to do it effectively and economically required a new architecture so it's it's not just you know web browsers and their ability to access the internet you know it it, it really requires a new architecture to how you build products and the foundation of that architecture is multi-tenancy uh, multi-tenancy essentially says that all customers, all users are accessing a single shared instance of the system, right? So, you know, we've got thousands and thousands of customers. Our web products do not run thousands and thousands of instances of, of our products. They run one instance. Um, and this commitment to enabling you know all customers to run on a single instance was the breakthrough for a lot of the innovation and disruption that software as a service brought so it's what enabled seamless real-time upgrades um, that uh, you know where every customer is always on the same version 
Yeah. Uh, it enabled a new model for customization, integration, extension uh, that you know enabled you know more standards to evolve, that made systems more open, that created much more connectivity across across products. But I can sort of go on and on and on here. But that that fundamental architectural decision to build a multi-tenant product uh, was was absolutely critical to enabling SaaS to not only succeed but to also drive a lot of innovation and disruption to the market. Uh, the, I guess the the other one in, in in retrospect was the advent of public cloud computing. So when you know Amazon followed by Microsoft and Google. Uh, when they started to to provide cloud infrastructure as a service, that eliminated a lot of the barriers uh, to to starting and growing software as a service companies. And and I think what a lot of people a lot of people understand that the ability to just get a lot of the capabilities off the shelf was was an enabler. But the bigger enabler for me was a change in the commercial model yeah. that you essentially paid for these services as you used them. So you no longer had to spend half a million dollars to build a data center uh, and you know to, to, to deploy that data center, you paid for services as you used them. It was a huge breakthrough. Yeah. So going forward, you know we're, we're moving into what I call the digital era. It's an era that you know, is driving digital transformation at a really accelerated pace. And there's lots of technology things that are driving this. But just as multi-tenancy was the breakthrough architecture for software as a service, digital networks are the breakthrough architecture for the digital era, right? It, it's if you're really serious about enabling companies to digitally transform, You've got to create technology that has a whole new set of requirements, and 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 again, that requires new architecture. So, we are absolutely committed uh, and spending a lot of money, and and we've got a lot of resources deployed to building out our digital network. Which fundamentally, what it does is it connects all of our products, all of our customers, to a common network where there's. Uh, shared data, there's there's shared interaction. And this doesn't, by the way, replace software as a service, right? We're not going to go, you know, rewrite intact on the network. What we're going to do is, and we've already done this, you know, connect intact accounting, right? You know, name your favorite Sage product. We connect those products to the network so that customers can interact with these, these services that are designed to enable digital transformation. That network is also what enables us to to learn from all of this customer activity to create new AI services, right? It, it generates the data that we use to train our AI models. Um, it enables us to create new products like our wage verification solution that we launched in the UK, right? So, so just as SaaS enables new disruption through multi-tenancy in the digital era, the network that underpins the architecture will enable you know, new disruption, new business models. And, and that's, you know, that's my, uh, my big focus is leading out the teams to both build the infrastructure, um, but also to, 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 you know, to leverage that infrastructure to innovate new capabilities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very much the future. I think I'll, I'll echo your point you mentioned there in terms of looking back in terms of innovation, certainly the multi-tenant SaaS was a, 
was it was it was a big was a big breakthrough my background's technical and so at the time you were probably 99 was, was starting this i was uh, i was turning up at a client's site with a, a case of discs to install on-premise software <laughs> that probably would re- often remain untouched for for two three four years uh, by which time the customer was uh, was on running out of date software, not taking part, not taking advantages of of advancements in software that actually maybe there wasn't any anyway with that particular product certainly, but the the more tenant environment gave you allows you to to do that a lot a lot easier and uh, you know from the innovation perspective. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so Aaron, thank you very much for your time today. I think from my perspective, some really interesting points. Looking back from from your experience and and, and growing the SaaS business that you did, I think the point you made about Knowing your customer is vital and important as, as you grow, as you grow any business. Um, the ethos, the culture you created is very much what we're all about as well. I think that's important. I 100% echo the comments you made about the Sage leadership team, the big shift change in, in the last five years there as well that, that attracted you back to Sage really and, 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 and helped the intact um, acquisition and journey. And ultimately there, a really compelling message about using technology to, to create trust. So yeah, thank you very much. Some really interesting. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, hopefully we'll uh, we can catch up again in person soon. For sure. Yeah, either on your side of the the ocean or my side. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I think we've got the uh, we've got the partners summit in Dallas, so I think that may in June that may well be the uh, the next opportunity. Yep, I will see you there for sure. No problem. Thank you, Aaron.